Blog Talk Radio. I've been on a long road With the devil right beside me Rising with the morning sun It's the hunger that drives me and gentlemen and welcome to the very first ASWF aftermath of the new decade. I am of course the voice of the ASWF Michael Carnahan joined as always by my broadcast colleague unfortunately contractually uh, obligated to be joined by my broadcast colleague Mr. Cornbread. Cornbread how are you doing tonight? Oh man no thing like a barbecue wagon. I am here and we're in the decade of visions and I'll tell you this, this is a bigger, bigger, brighter vision for the ASWF this decade. Well, I certainly can't agree with that, Cornbread. There is a lot of big things in the works coming up for the ASWF, and we are officially on the countdown for uh, ASWF Anniversary 21, and Luke Justice already ready to be back here in the Valiant Arena, says Lone Justice is coming for the tag team titles, and we're taking them. I mean, that's an a, that's an amazing statement to make here on the first episode of ASWF Aftermath. When you talk about a New Year's resolution, there you go, Cornbread, right off the top. And we're going to get to Lone Justice in just a little bit, but what are your thoughts on that right off the top, Lone Justice calling out the tag team champions? Well, they, they didn't watch you around. They didn't play around. They, I said it before last time, and I don't mind repeating myself. They, they're all business here, and since they've arrived, they've already scored. And of course, we'll get to it. We'll talk about the a monster win they got um, at ASWS last um, show of the decade. That monster win they got, and I'll tell you this: they're they're hungry, they're young, they're hungry, they want it, and I'll tell you what. They keep the focus straight, they'll get it. No, I mean, I completely agree with you. I mean, you're looking at the uh, who made a bigger statement at Hostel Holidays than Lone Justice. And like I said, we'll get into that in just a moment. Obviously, uh, we got uh, we got people in the uh, comment section. The Alliance is taking over. ASWF 2020 is ours. We got Nicole saying, talking back at Luke Justice, says no one is taking the tag team title. So, obviously, a lot of people are pretty excited about the return of the ASWF this Saturday night live to the Valiant Arena. Uh, 201 Highway 367 North in Tuckerman, Arkansas. The event title, New Beginnings, New Horizons. And uh, we're going to get to what happened at the last show, Hostel Holidays. We'll go ahead and jump right in with our battle royal 
for the golden ticket. Of course, the big man, Kay Toomer, comes out uh, with the victory in that contest. And uh, once again, feel free to answer our question there in the comments section, our poll. Who do you want to see the big man, Kay Toomer, cash in that golden ticket opportunity on? Should it be the original misfit, Josh Cross? Should it be the tag team champions, uh, Jake Black and Excalibur? Should it be the Evolution champion, Steve-O, or should it be someone else? Go ahead and vote in our comment or in our poll. But, Cornbread, I'm going to ask you, if you're the big man, Kay Toomer, you've made a point of saying you just want to fight. Who do you cash in on now that you have the opportunity to fight anyone, anywhere at an ASWS sanctioned show? Well, I'll tell you this. If, if I put first off, by the way, that was a great match uh, to kick it off. Um, if I was in the role of um, the consumer, and especially if I had that golden ticket right there, I could do one of two things. Either I can cash it in, win the heavyweight championship, or I could keep my golden ticket, attempt to pull a Josh Cross method, fighter matches. I can either win the Evolution Championship or whatnot, and then come heavyweight title match time, I'll cash in on the scraps. I mean, that, I mean that's what I would do. I mean, that's certainly something interesting to keep your eye on is where the big man K. Tumor decides to do this. Obviously, he's had his issues with uh, Josh Cross, but let's be honest here, and I know this isn't going to be a popular opinion, but let's be honest. The big man ain't ready for Josh Cross. If he's smart, I believe he goes after either the Evolution champion, Steve-O, after that hellacious ladder match with Kid Crazy that we'll get to in just a moment, or you even go after the tag team champions. You see if you have a friend somewhere in the business and you go after them tag team championships. But let's be honest, he don't want none of the original misfit Josh Cross. And, you know, that appears to be the fans so far that are commenting. That appears to be their favorite. But, you know, there's a reason why the fans are fans and why the big man Kay Toomer is the athlete that he is. And I believe he'll do the smart thing. There's no way. There's absolutely no way that that would happen. Like I said, he's not ready. And at this point, if he doesn't know he's not ready for the original Misfit, that's on him, and that's a wasted opportunity. Uh, that's just my feelings on that situation. Uh, right, Aaron, says, Aaron says he would love to see KT versus Steve-O, Steve two big men going at it inside of the Valiant Arena. I mean, you got to – I mean, you got to – to me, I, I kind of look at a golden ticket as a golden challenger's choice. I know a term gets thrown around in baseball called the fielder's choice. And I know um, in, res in wrestling we use um, wrestler's choice. But now that you have the golden ticket, you have champion's choice. And, you know, to use the word to build a Corgan, choose wisely. And I think he will be ready for Josh Cross. I think Josh Cross has got too much on his plate right now, especially with you being the ASWF champion. 
because it's not just the golden ticket man that you have to worry about. You got to worry about all challengers from all sides coming at you for that one title. And bottom line, you realize that if you are the ASWF champion, you are the center point, you are the focal point of attention, and it ain't just characters coming after you. Even the Evolution champion could be coming after the heavyweight title. Anybody can come after the champion. I think right now the focus won't be so much on the golden ticket as it will be on the champion. Certainly something interesting to keep your eye on going forward. We're going to have to agree to disagree on the fact that uh, on the fact that uh, he would be ready for Josh Cross. I don't think anybody in the ASWF is ready for Josh Cross, and that's exactly you know what he proved back at Hustle Holidays. But we're going to go ahead and go in a little bit of a different direction real quick as we have somebody holding on the line, somebody who got an early Christmas present, so to speak, that being uh, Mr. Brad Hicks on the line, obviously representing our brand-new ASWF Evolution champion. A little bit controversial fast in there, Brad, though, in the way you guys picked up that ASWF Evolution championship. Uh, You had to get involved a little bit. Uh, (laughs) I I knew it. (laughs) I I knew sitting here on hold listening to this whole back and forth. I just knew that it was going to come out that you you believe it was controversial. Of course it was. uh, Is that what you... If that's what helps you sleep at night, Mr. Carnahan, then, then you know, to, to each his own vice. Uh, the way I look the- at it, there, Brad. would Steve O have won the title had I not been at ringside? Do you really have to answer that question? Ask that question. It appeared that Kid Crazy was going to win that title until you interjected yourself. Oh, okay. So we're going to totally just absolutely look past. Um, the incident that occurred right before I entered the ring. We're just going to look over that. What are you talking I, about? I just must have, I, I must have tripped as I was running to the other side of the ring. Uh, just tripped in thin air and and somehow landed on top of Michael Thompson, who was just or DJ or whoever you want to call it. It was just sitting there. Uh, that's that's how that happened. I was cleaning my glasses at that point. Cornbread can verify. My. I'm point. sure you are. I, I'm. I'm totally sure. I'm. I'm. Yeah. We get it, and, and we get it, and, and and it's fine. You can believe what you want to believe, and and do what you need to do. That that's completely that's acceptable to me. It's whatever. You know. Uh, the fact of the matter is, is that uh, all I did was try to even the odds uh, for Steve O. Steve O. brought the talent. I think that was well. Um, shown uh, first ladder match against a man who's never lost in a ladder's match and uh, on a big stage like Hostel Holidays for the Evolution title and, and Steve-O proved that he, once again you know that he is a champion um, I don't know why it's hard for you to fathom that you know or, or comprehend that but he's a champion well, I believe here in the comments section we got uh, we got a uh, King Crazy fan. He says you're always getting involved in uh, your guys. None of your guys can win on their own. 
I mean, I would have to agree. I mean, let's look back at Steve-O's, look back at Steve-O's record since you uh, took over. I believe you uh, get involved quite a bit in his business. Uh, you know, I, I, Cornbread, if you would like to ask me questions, that's fine. I'm not going to sit here and be berated by some, you know, wannabe broadcaster who apparently all of a sudden now over this past year has developed some sort of uh, um, enigma or, or something uh, where he just he sees the world totally different now and, you know, the total polar opposite of what it was. But you know what? I guess that's happened on, on two sides of a coin, but whatever. You know, yes, I get it, Michael. I understand that maybe you trying to be the good guy and doing the right thing just wasn't doing it for you. I understand. I'm doing the right thing. You're doing the right thing. Absolutely. You are beyond a shadow of a doubt one of the most sincere, disingenuous pieces of crap I've ever seen in my entire life, but whatever. I'm not here to talk about you. I'm here to talk about the Evolution Champion. And I'm also here to say, for one thing, number I see what you're doing. Number one, I know if KT is listening right now, the big man is listening, he knows what you're doing. You're a shield for Josh Cross. Josh Cross has done nothing but run and hide from the big man. So the fact that you're trying Mm. to get him now to stay away from him is insane. And trying to push him over... On my friend, Steve-O, if the opportunity came and that's what KT chose to do, we would welcome the challenge because I believe that the man holding the golden briefcase, just like the man holding the Evolution title, are both worthy of both of them, and and they deserve it. And to be honest with you, I'm not playing for KT not to come and challenge Steve-O, but I think what rightfully belongs to KT is that heavyweight title that Josh Cross has <laughs> ran from him and hidden from him for so long. It sounds like you may be ducking the big man K Cameron. You're trying to no, you, I'm not, you, cornbread. Did I not just say I was welcome well, and Steve would well, welcome the challenge? You accuse well, me, I'll, sir, I'll, of doing of, of trying to hide Josh Cross, but you, sir, are trying to push Josh Cross on him. The same thing you just accused me of doing. <laughs> well, gentlemen, the, I, before I was gonna say before this gets way out of proportion and we end up stretching this thing for what another thirty minutes. Um, let's let's really shift our focus here. And Brad, um, I know we uh, are you still on the line with us? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Cornbread, I would always be on the line for you, sir. Him, not so much, but you, sir, absolutely. Okay, well, let me let me ask this question. Um, now that Stevo has the Evolution Championship. Who do you see as as the potential next challenger, aside from possibly the big man K. Tumor? Who who do you kind of see as um, um, somebody that you kind of need to study or watch? Well, you know what, I, me and Steve O had this conversation uh, not too long ago. You know, we we had the show there on the fifteenth, and we got the Christmas break, and and we got the um, the New Year's break, and Michael for president 2020. Give me a break. Um, Shout out to Aaron. Thank you. Um, You're the truth. Uh, 
But to be honest with you, and it, and it's not a slight on anyone, uh, anyone, uh, the anyone in that locker room. Uh, we're we're ready. You know, we're ready to, to defend the title. Uh, he's ready to defend the title. He's able to defend the title. Um, but you know, I think you've got to look at. Apparently, you know, a guy like Kid Crazy, who made his, you know, return back to the arena uh, and to the ASWF and feels like he deserved to be the, I mean, apparently in the eyes of Michael and and some of the fans, not all of them, just the ones that obviously have rose-colored glasses on. Um, Some people think that, that I may have interfered in the match and it's whatever. That's what I'm talking about, Nicole. But, uh, you know, straight up, uh, I feel like MC's got something up his sleeve. I mean, he's a piece of crap and uh, obviously has somehow figured out a way to manipulate, uh, you know, two brothers against each other. So it is what it is on that front, too. I mean, this this whole new alliance that's come out, you know, that's something to look for. And, and we've definitely got our eyes on, on suspects. One and two, basically, cornbread to answer your question in that regard. But we may not even we may not even focus on the Evolution Championship. We may focus on something completely different come Saturday. It's a new era. It's a new decade. There's a new horizon. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it, this this is this isn't elite. This is epic. Well, Brian, to kind of balance out things with your propaganda spewing rear end. I've got a special guest for you here, and I'm going to go ahead and bring him on. Sir, can you hear me? Are you, uh, or can you hear us? I can hear you. Okay. <laughs> I know that voice. Go ahead. Oh, it's kid crazy. Oh, yeah. You know who I am, don't you? You remember me now, don't you, Brad? <laughs> I, I remember. I've hey. never forgotten you. Did you have a good Christmas? Did you have a good New Year's? <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that you've allowed, like you have done in the times past, you've allowed that guy you're with right there, MC, to influence you. And you're, I'm probably the bad guy again, but yes, I did. I had a great Christmas and a wonderful New Year. No, Brad, nobody's influencing me. See, Brad, what you what you failed to realize, Brad, I haven't forgot about what you've done. And Steve, how how was Steve-O's head? How many stitches did he have to have, Brad? He had a few. He had, he few, had a few. He? Yep. When you gonna man up? When you gonna man up, Brad, and let your and let your boy handle his own business? Oh, well, I see what you're do doing. That. Well, I would do that when you let your boy not get involved in your business. Yeah, ain't nobody involved in my business, Brad. I handle my own business. For a long time, for a long time, Brad, you and your little cronies have ruled ASWF. Took what you wanted. You never deserved it. You haven't earned it. I'm going to make you earn this, Brad. We're not done yet. I haven't heard anything correct yet, Brad. Yeah. Talk now, Brad. I'm, I, you know, we've had a storied past, kid, and it goes back way longer than ASWF, but we won't get into those semantics. But what I will say is this, is that 
I've never let you down. Now, you've allowed outside influences to blind you as to what I've done and have continued to do for you. And, and well, now I'm what done are you with continuing it. to do for me? I, I'm nothing anymore. Nothing. You, ne- you never did, Brad. You used me. You lied to me. <laughs> did not. No. I've never lied I'm to not you. The bad I guy went back here. to I'm that. I'm not the bad guy. You're the bad guy. <laughs> I went back to that place for you, kid, to to to, to save you. And you. And what did you do? You turned, you turned my fans against me. You used me. You turned the people against me. Oh. Kid, it's, it's, it's never going <laughs> to. It's, it's never going to change. It's never going to change. You're going to believe what you want to believe, and, and 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 that's the bottom line. And you believe you can take the evolution title, and there's a man holding it right now that says, "No, you're not." And that's how it's going to be. You know what, Brad? I'll give it to Steve-O. I didn't think Steve-O had it in him. Okay. I didn't. I've got to give. I've got to give dudes where crossword where where it's due. It. And Steve-O surprised me. I underestimated Steve-O. Okay. Are we? But, but Brad, are I'm, we I'm still on the air this, here, Brad? Yes, we are, Cornbread. I'm going to leave you with two words, Brad. <laughs> Seth Sabers. <laughs> Good point. Seth Sabers. Okay. Well, we okay. have any te- technical technical issues, any technicalities here? No, no. We've got everything, uh, Cornbread. Brad, uh, before we let you go, because I know you're a pretty busy man yourself, real quick, uh, you want to enlighten us on what he's talking about? <laughs> uh, it'll all come to light. In this new era, these new horizons, January 4th, it'll all come to light. But I will say this, going to a much better subject. Um, the people have voted, and the, and the, the fans have voted, and the awards have been printed. I have personally. Okay, are, are we... Are we... Either live at the, at the moment? Cornbread, can you not hear us? Cornbread. Apparently, Cornbread can't hear us. Let's try this Well, again. Having co-host issues, of course. Continue, Brad. Well, I was going to say, I personally have seen, you know, the certificates that will be handed out for those awards to those individuals that the fans voted on, and and that's going to happen this Saturday night. That's going to be a great show. We're going to welcome in 2020, a new decade, and it can only get better from here. Well, you're going to be there, so, you know. Hey, I'm, I'm saying is these awards should have an asterisk. What makes the fans experts at these categories? But, you know, it is what it is. Of course, ASWF management wants them losers to – Pick it. Once again, what's wrong with ASWF management? Cornbread, are you able to uh, hear us now? Is everything ready? Apparently, we're still having issues with Cornbread. Brad, I guess we're going to go ahead and let you go. Uh, Cornbread, if you can hear me, 
call back in. Uh, you know the number. Call back in and uh, come back in. Can uh, Dad will toss you in the whole thing. Uh We do appreciate you for calling in. I guess and uh, hopefully we'll be able to settle all this whole kid crazy thing. Uh, and you guys can give the evolution title back to a rightful holder after you guys uh, and your nefarious tactics stole the championship. But you have a good one, Brad, the rest of the week. And there goes Brad. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, having some issues with our co-host here, Mr. Cornbread. Cornbread, uh, obviously, having some issues getting in here. We're going to go ahead. Cornbread, can you hear me? Cornbread. Cornbread. Cornbread, can you hear me? Hello. Of course. Cornbread, call back in. I know you're listening here on the live feed. Call back in. We will uh we will uh go ahead and move right along here. Uh another matchup that took place with huge, huge implications in uh, the personal realm was of course the assailant that has been attacking Justin Vincent. For the past two months, this assailant has been going after Justin Vincent, and it has been an issue ever since uh, Halloween Resurrection, whenever he first showed up. Then he takes it a step further. He takes and he abducts the brother of Justin Vincent, and I believe we may have Cornbread back on. Cornbread, can you hear us? Okay, now I can hear you. I'm not sure when the world went on because I, I heard mute and unmute, and then all of a sudden I, I, I got disconnected. I'm not sure what went on. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what happened either. Uh, I guess your phone may be having some technical difficulties there, but uh, well, I am glad to have you back, I guess, because, you know, it's better talking to you than talking to myself or these dumb idiot fans. But let's get on to uh, – this masked assailant, or uh, let's get on to this masked assailant versus uh, Justin Vincent. Uh, impressive victory for Justin, uh, in my opinion, definitely at Hostel Holidays, but the real fireworks came afterwards, Cornbread. Oh, yeah, and, and, and the crazy part about all this is we, we're still, and, and just to keep it short here, we're still at more questions than answers. We well, I mean, still have no idea who his identity is or whatnot. Well, I mean, it's kind of like what I was talking about, you know, whenever it actually happened. You know, it's going to make for an awkward Christmas dinner because, let's be honest, these two are brothers. And uh, when Daniel attacked Justin, it sent shockwaves through the ASWF. And, you know, I, I've talked to Daniel. I've talked to Daniel about what happened. Uh, and, you know, I did. I asked him, you know, what's with the uh, change in mindset? And he just kind of uh, he just kind of looked at me. And he, was, he, he, he didn't answer the question. This is a different Daniel I mean, could, Vincent. I can guarantee you that. Yeah, I, 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 I was going to say, could this be a possibility that – this could be Daniel's 
recovery period for him to decide to go singles. Because bottom line, I mean, he kind of almost threw that tag team out the window um, back, <laughs> back at House of Holidays. I mean, he literally threw that tag team out the window. So now. I mean, what he did throw that tag team out the, out the window. It wasn't almost. There is no repair in this relationship. You know, I've talked to. Uh, I've talked to Justin, and Justin said, you know, he's tried to get in touch with Daniel, and Daniel's not returning his calls, nothing. And so, you know, it makes for an interesting situation here because Justin is heartbroken, and Daniel is moving on to bigger and better things. Well, now, now, now comes the bigger question. Could this come back to haunt him? Because everybody knows that he's been sidelined with the with a leg injury, and he's been sidelined with that injury for months now. And I mean, literally since what anniversary twenty since they won the titles inside the cage, and what well, and two weeks later he gets injured. I mean, what I mean, how would that impact him going forward? But for Justin Vincent's sake, and I, I guess I'll throw this question to you, Mike, and I'll throw this question out to everybody. Should Justin Vincent now should be more focused on himself and his singles career or trying to get even with his with his brother who used to be, quote, unquote, that team partner? Well, and, you know, I talked to his uh, new compadre, DJ, and, you know, I was talking to DJ about that. I said, you know, DJ. Daniel's coming off of an injury. Why would you sign this kid? Uh, you know, obviously the change in momentum, you love that. But, you know, you got to wonder how long that knee can hold up. Then you right. – uh, then you uh, – and he looked at me and he said, Michael, I'm not an idiot. I did my due diligence, and Daniel's not only – Back to 100%, he's better than where he was before. Mm-hmm. I tend to I tend to agree with DJ here. DJ does his due diligence when he is looking at talent to uh, bring into the alliance. And I guarantee you, with if Daniel Vincent was not top shelf, then uh, he would definitely not have been welcomed into the alliance by DJ. Uh, Daniel... Daniel's got a statement to make, and, you know, he's got something to prove, obviously. And he definitely made the biggest statement this uh, past show at Hustle Holidays. Well, then, then now let's, let's really put the question up for, for debate here. Do you, think that D, do you think that DJ is really trying to recruit all he can recruit or a lot of the managers trying to recruit all they can recruit? Because they know that the decade of visions, which is this decade right now, may end up being their highest and biggest decade to date, money wise or financial wise or statement wise. Well, you know, and I don't know if you've been reading the comments section, but um, just right here in the comments section, uh, DJ makes a good point. He brought this up in our conversation. Where was where was uh, Justin at when Daniel was having his surgery? Where was Justin at when um, 
he was having rehab. Where was Justin at during all this? Justin was out losing the tag team championships that he had promised his brother he would keep, number one. I can answer that much. But where was Justin? That is his brother. And his brother is going through the most difficult time in his life, in his career. He could have possibly lost his career, something he fought for. Him and his brother have fought for since they were little children. And Justin was so selfish that he didn't care about Daniel. He wanted a spotlight for himself, in my opinion. And that's where Justin was during all this. Well, um, I mean, one can, I mean, one can make that argument, but another would say, "Hey, you know, it's what's it all saying? It's the wrestling business. You don't move back, you move forward." And credit on both sides. Credit to Daniel Vincent for realizing that, hey, maybe the money in with the tag team in his eyes. But also credit to Justin Vincent to say, hey, you know, I can't let an injury, you know, keep me from moving forward. Because, I mean, think about the upside for both guys. And, you know, some, some would, I mean, some would talk about the losses for Justin Vincent. I, 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 I would debate some of that because he has scored some surprising wins. And one of them, being over at the caliber, what happened to the new tag team champion? I'll be honest, I didn't see that coming. He scored some surprise wins out of nowhere. But I would not say he's been – granted, he may have lost the titles, but that's because he had to have a replacement. Otherwise, he would have had to give up the championships. But I say credit to both brothers. Maybe this could be a rebound or a blitzing in the scouts for either one of them. Who gets to the championship faster? We'll see. That is certainly something to watch for, Cornbread, as we move along here. Also, uh, we finally have the grudge match. Giggles versus Christian Cross. And I'll tell you what, I was thoroughly impressed with uh, Giggles. Uh, Hold on real quick. Uh, DJ says, we at the Alliance have been by Daniel's side through everything. The whole turn was all Daniel's idea. I'll give him credit on that. Now just now just everyone has to be on the lookout for the black wolf and Daniel Vincent. So certainly an ominous tone there from the uh, director there of the Alliance, Mr. DJ. But uh, let's go ahead and, like I said, move on to this uh, matchup between Christian Cross and Heinzman, another personal, personal battle. And I'll tell you I was thoroughly impressed with uh, Giggles and, you know, Heinzman, Heinzman, uh, or excuse me, Christian Cross, mm, Christian Cross put up a fight, but let's be honest here, had that matchup kept going, come on now, we all know that Giggles would have eventually just dispatched of uh, Christian Cross. Well... How did that matchup end, Mike? Did that matchup end with a double count out and no contest? Uh, it ended in a no contest. Well, I guess it goes to show you that this this personal feud between these two goes way beyond the bounds of ASUF or any company for that matter. And 
you know, I, I mean, I've been pretty high a little bit on quote unquote giggles. Just, you know, just because of his technical ability, and you know, he's able to use a little bit of power wrestling, and he can wrestle when he wants to. But right now, it, it, he's been a whole different man from leaving the Titans of Violence. Because he was one half of the tag team champions there, right before they lost. Mm-hmm. And ever since he went solo, he's had a little bit of a new attitude. And we saw that uh, back back in October, um, the Halloween Resurrection inside the Penitentiary of Pain. Yeah. I don't think for one second that uh, Mr. Christian Cross really, really knows this variation of Huntsman called Gibbons. I don't think he's ready for it. I mean, I I would agree. Heinzman was very impressive, or giggles, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. You know, the situation is with that. Uh, Heinzman certainly, the guy was, it was shocking to me. So, when I saw when I saw Giggles, it was like he was crazy, but at the same time, you know, he's crazy as all get out. But at the same time, there was a control. It was, it was different. It was different this time around, and it was certainly it was certainly uh, it was certainly something to behold. Like I said, take nothing away from Christian Cross, I guess. But uh, I'm more thoroughly impressed with Giggles thus far. Well, let's see. And I've said it before, and I'll, and I'll repeat myself. Let's see if this could give him that, that driving edge to be successful. Or will this new character ended up costing him either his career or any chance at championships. Let's see how it goes. So far, you really can't tell head to tails. I mean, it certainly is something to keep your eye on. And, Cornbread, we're going to go ahead and move along to our uh, next contest, the finals for the ASWS Tag Team Championship, Secret Santa. There was weapons all over the arena uh, in the th- in the bags at ringside, and uh, I mean, I, I don't want to say it's the upset of the century because unfortunately we saw that at Halloween Resurrection, but uh, definitely a big time upset is Excalibur and Jake Black are your new ASWF Tag Team Champions and. You know, even more so than that, that being huge news in and of itself, how about Gary and Tear snapping, losing his mind over the ASWF, losing the ASWF Tag Team Championships and taking out the weak link, Gaston, and uh, leaving him behind. Well, Mike, let's go ahead and call this the way we should call it here. Jake Black and Excalibur were the wild cards. They were the wild cards coming into this tournament. And they were the wild cards even at the end. That's not discrediting both individuals. 
because both individuals are, are extremely talented. And you and we all know Excalibur, uh, ASWF Hall of Famer. But let's really be real here for just a moment. This tournament was Gaston and guarantees to win. And plus, you would have had at least think that since well, let's just call it space paint here. The suicide king Ray Ray of the Manai gave up and literally took himself out of and his team out of the finals of that tournament just to get into the main event, which we'll talk about here. Don't you kind of think the odds of Gary and Tier and Gaston should have increased? I think they increased because they were the team, I mean, not to diss anybody here, but they were the team that, bottom line, when the opportunity came, they took it and they ran with it. This was theirs to win. And when the other team walked away with the tag team titles, oh, yeah, you thought it looked good on their part? Uh-uh, not even close. And that's when Tier went off. Well, hey, you got to give Tears some credit because 2019, I mean, he really ran with it just the whole year. Since his debut, he has really ran with it. And bottom line, he made a statement to Gaston, and don't think for one second Gaston doesn't have a receiving mind. I would agree. I mean, you don't go after a former ASWF champion and uh, expect to – Get off so easy, and uh, Ray, I mean, come on now. I look at look at uh, I mean, me, you, I mean, just saying, I, I, I got a full head of hair, you got that weird shape thing going on, anyway. Before I make you angry, because let's be honest, I don't want that to happen, uh, Luke Justice makes a good point. Uh, here in the comment section, he says, uh, he says, is Garrett, is Jake Black and Excalibur even a a uh, recognized tag team? And he says, if not, they should be stripped of the tag team championships. I mean, I'm not sure. I do need a haircut. This is true. But... Uh, I I have a hard time disagreeing with that cornbread. I mean, this seems like the same issue we just had at Halloween Resurrection. Only difference is it's yeah. not a fan. I mean, I, I, let's be honest here. You know, I, I, it's a situation where, yes, I would agree that uh, Jake Black and Excalibur went out there and earned the tag team titles, but should they still be the tag team champions? Mm. Mm. Well, let's, well, 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 let's call the space. Let's call space fair, Mike. They earned it, regardless of what happened. They earned it. Some would even say they had the least chance, least percentage chance of walking away with those belts. But look at what they did. They capitalized on every single opportunity that presented itself. They literally did what the former champions should have done 
and to me, is what got them in the tournament in the first place. Take advantage of the opportunity when it presented itself. That's what happened with Jay Black and Excalibur. Yes, sometimes the most unlikely of pairings end up the craziest of champions. And that's what happened here. They took advantage of the opportunity, and bottom line, they walked away the tag team champions. So I'm saying, as a result of that, splitting a tag team. And look what happened. And look what has happened just at that one night, Mike. Two tag teams. Two former tag team champions. Those two teams are now split. Well, I mean, and you know, the thing about it is when you look at it, Excalibur and Jake Black just stepped into a loaded tag team division, and now they have the That's right. playing it on their back. You're talking about the Manai. You're talking about yeah. uh, talking about Lone Justice now. You're talking about pure excellence. Everybody coming yeah. for you guys now, and you guys just really just teamed up. It's going to be something to look, look for. I mean, Lone Justice already called their shots and said, we're coming for those belts, and we're taking them home with us. Obviously, I'm sure uh, Ace Florida and the Suicide Team would love to have something to say about that. But is there really an argument to be made that Lone Justice should not be the number one ranked challengers after what they went through? And we'll get to that in just a moment, but after what they went through in the main event of Hostile Holidays. I, I I, I, I say I will agree with that to some point. And the reason why I say that at some point is, you know, when they arrived, they only went after one team. They only went after the Manai. They only went after one group, the Manai. What was their whole focus? Their their focus was the Manai. My question is, are they ready for all the other teams? Granted, yes. Beating the Manai is a feat in itself. And anytime you beat the Manai, especially at a big event like we had back in December, yeah, you are set up. And, yeah, normally in certain circumstances, you are set up for a shot at the tag team titles. I, I, would, I, would, I would say that, but I would also say sometimes you just need that one extra that one extra victory, or that could be another key victory, I'll say they're in. But right now, so far in the tag team contention at the moment, they're leading the pack. And um, if the Monarchy rebound, and I'm not saying that out of disrespect, which I know they can rebound, but if they can rebound based off of December, I'll say it'll be a, two, a two-headed horse race. Um, and towards the champions for those titles. Well, I mean, I'll tell you this much, Cornbread. Our fan, Aaron, our fan Aaron here in the comment section says, "Oh my gosh, that's the worst argument I've ever heard." Hashtag Lone Justice for tag champs, and it remains to be seen what the board of directors and the owner of this company and the commissioner of this company decide to do with the uh, rankings for the tag team division, but. Uh, if it comes down to them, unfortunately, I feel like that would be uh, that would be an unfortunate occurrence for Lone Justice. 
Uh, Luke comes in and says, we didn't just beat them. We took their manhood. And we're going to get into that in just a moment. But before we do, we're going to go into the triple threat match for the ASWF Championship. It was the original misfit, Josh Cross, dominating and walking out with his ASWF Championship like I knew he would against the greatest gym known to man, Max Stone. And? I, I have to give it to him. Josh Karras is the, uh, let's be honest, it, it, we, we got to call a spade a spade. Do, Josh Karras at this point is the most dominant, most physically imposing, best ASWF champion in the history, the 20, now almost 21-year history of the All-Star Wrestling Federation. Come on, Cornbread. Give it to me. Well, hey, I'm right. Hold on, this. That that's not that's not push the cart before a horse here. Let's let's pump the brakes here for just a moment. Now, I will say that 2019 has been Josh Cross's year. No question about it. And to be honest, I, I honestly, um, even at um even doing a, the pan teacher and pain match, or just that whole event with Josh Cross. Had the perfect opportunity to go three and zero and sweep the whole thing. Yeah, I was all in on Josh Cross in that. No question about it, I was. Until he ran into D-Mark. Now Josh Cross has been very, very dominant since he won that championship. And every single challenge that has been put in front of him, he has literally turned back every challenge. That's what champions do. And that's what guys with the experience over Josh Cross does. I mean he, he tackled he tackled he tackled that one that one issue that he had in cataclysm. And those two have history. He tackled that issue. He got it done. He fought off the challenge of KT numerous times. And those were those were the times where whether KT won by disqualification or whether he lost control. Bottom line, Josh Cross somehow, some way, has been able to hold on to that title. Then arrives the return of one Max Stone. Stone put up a heck of a fight in that one-on-one match for the title. But yet the champion walked away with the belt. Now, and Mike, you have said on this program many times how unfair that the champion has been put in multiple matches with his title on the line. But bottom line, you've never said up until the end, up until the end of those matches, you've never stated that, oh, this, this, this is in the bag for Josh Cross. Because the last time we did an aftermath, you thought, you literally said, man, this is totally up here. What were the board of directors thinking about putting Josh Cross in a triple threat match, knowing that he, being Josh Cross, could lose that title without even being involved in the decision? I mean, but let's be honest. I think maybe really you ought to admit on. Do I have I, to I was, say I was that, gonna say, Go ahead. 
do I have to say cornbread that I believe he can do it for you to know that I that I trust that the most dominant and the the best Dagum ASWF champion to ever lace them up is going to win this matchup? Of course he is. Josh Cross, for all I for all I believe, Josh Cross will be the ASWF champion until Josh Cross decides to hang him up. Nobody will be able to take that title off of Josh Cross. Not the big well, man K2. Well, I'll say Josh Cross always needs to have his eyes open at all times because it could be three-way matches, it could be four-way matches, it could be a rumble for all I care that his title's on the line. And bottom line, you know, one misstep, and you can have a new champion. Because like we say all the time, on any given Saturday, in this case, on any given ASWF event, anybody can walk in as champion and leave with no title. And a known challenger can walk in as challenger and walk out with champion. I'm giving Josh Cross his props. Every single challenge that has been made. I mean, let's I mean, let's not quote unquote feel sorry for Josh Cross here, because Josh Cross is is a heck of a competitor. Whether whether he has backup or not, Josh Cross has proven that he can get it done in the ring. He's proven he can get it done in championship matches. Heck. I could be in Vegas right now and literally put my money in on Josh Cross. Right now, you really cannot say that there's not anyone that cannot take that belt from him because you have a whole roster of guys, of just individuals, of professional athletes, no matter what. You have a whole roster of talented individuals that can pose a serious threat to his title rank. And granted, he's defeated some and took him off his radar. But he has to realize there's others that are literally in that radar and that are studying every single move that Josh Cross makes, whether it's going to the outside, whether it's in the cross cutters, or the nine-figure filler. You can bet every individual want that title and they know that Josh Cross has it, everybody wants it. Because bottom line, it is the top prize in Arkansas. And if you're and right now, bottom line, you no, know, forget you no know, being the champion. Josh Cross is the man. He is the man of the state of Arkansas right now. And someone will take that belt one way or another. Will it be anytime soon? I'm not sure. But right now He's the champion, and guess what? This is Josh Cross's world. We're all living in it. Well, Cornbread, I certainly agree, but we're going to go ahead and move on to your to uh, the matchup that, if you look at the comments section, everybody's been waiting on. As a matter of fact, the Suicide Team has been very active in the comments section. Uh, just to give you a little, you know, a little preview. Uh, Luke Justice, we didn't just beat them, we took their manhood. Ray says, I remember I threw Luke at Michael and ended his night. It's true. Unfortunately, I still still have a little uh ugh, little crick in my neck over that. So uh I think uh Ray, I think I need to ask you uh who to send my doctor's bills to. 
Luke reminds us very much so. Ray, remember who got the one, two, three? Grace said, we won in the long run simply by taking you to hell. Luke Justice says, if I remember correctly, I threw you off the top of, of a ladder through two doors and barbed wire and ended your night. Uh, Ray says, I, Luke Justice, I loved the fear I seen in your eyes. Luke says, I wasn't scared. Uh, Luke said, wait, what happened? I don't remember that. Uh, he says, me and Peyton stepped into the Manai's world and took over. <laughs> and that is absolute fact, Cornbread. I mean, you really can't argue with that. This was the Manai's match. Devil's Playground, Krampus's Playground, whatever you want to call it. It was the Manai's specialty. The Manai's specialty. And they laid an egg. And the the uh, young guns, Lone Justice, walked out of hostile holidays as the winners of the main event and really slayed the beast. We were talking about up until a certain point when basically when Lone Justice came into the ASWF that the Manai needed to rebuild. The Manai needed to get back on this right path. And then all of a sudden Lone Justice is there and they're pushing them. And all of a sudden, everything's going right for the Manai. And then they ran into hostile holidays. Krampus's playground in uh, Lone Justice walked out victorious. Well, I don't remember. About, well, go ahead, Mike. Sorry. I was just responding to what Ray said. He said, how do you remember anything, Michael? You were napping. Yeah, I took a nap that night, Ray. Uh Trying to piece some things together from the video uh, footage I've seen, uh, but like I said, you know, I still got this crick in my neck. I'm just trying to figure out who to send my doctor's bills to, Ray. Uh, thank you, Luke. I, I, I mean, I'm still hurting, and I hope you're okay after that fantastic, courageous performance. You got thrown into another human being and continued to fight. And not only continue to fight, but Luke, you won that match, and you earned my respect. You are the best. Go ahead, Cornbread. Well, let's let's not kiss butt here for for a minute. Let's just really, really call the space space. This was an upset, and bottom line, this 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 was Manaz's match to win. No, I mean, no question about it. I mean. In Suicide King, you know, the reason why we arrived at this matchup is because Suicide King, who was the original winner of the Golden Ticket, catch literally said, Hey, you know, I am I'm, I'm tired of this interference. I'm tired of these guys being in my business, being in my not business. I want to end this once and for all. I I'm I'm tired of them being in my mess. So guess what? I'm handing you my gold ticket just for the opportunity to get out. Now, emotions can rock, get, can sometimes get the better of you. And don't think for one second that even after that loss, that that the Suicide King Ray Ray and the Mistress of Mayhem, Ace of Mortar, is not thinking of any creative way to get right back at Lone Justice. Once again, Mad Props to Lone Justice, they pulled off the wheel. And, of course, you know, it was survival. They survived, and somehow 
pulled off the miracle upset. And that's the way it is. And don't, like I said, do not think for one second that the Manad don't have anything in store for them coming up. Because I think they do. Well, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you, Cornbread. At this point, I'm right back to where I was before this, you know, this hot streak happened for the Manai. At this point, the Manai just lost in their own matchup. At this point, there's nothing left for the Manai. Ray Ray, 17 years in the professional wrestling business, two-time ASWF Hall of Famer, only the second-ever Grand Slam champion in ASWF history, Asa Morta, the most dominant ASWF Evolution champion in history. Your glory days are behind you. And Lone Justice just proved that. Maybe it's time to hang them up for the well, nine. Well, I, I, I'm not going to say that, dude. And, and the reason why I'm not going to say that is, you, you know, you know, I know, I know in, in Professor Wrestling, you know, the saying goes, never say never. And that, and that really applies here. You know, just because, you know, one team got a, ended up with the big with the biggest win of their careers. That doesn't mean that the losing team is just going to just sit down and just relax and recline. They're going to get back up. And like I said, mad props to Lone Justice for the win. Mad props to them shocking the world with the upset win. Mad props to them. But they better have the Manai in their radar or in the back of their heads because if they decide to go for a championship or if they decide to you know, push forward and go after the titles and they haven't gotten that, that huge chip off their shoulder, uh, it's going to be easy pickings for the champions. Well, I'll tell you this much, Cornbread. We've got a, one of these idiot fans in the uh, comments section Demanding that Luke face Ray in a one-on-one contest. Why? Why, Nicole? Why should he have to do that? He's proven absolutely everything he needed. He not only faced Ray at Hostel Holidays, he stared that demon in the eye and he beat him in his own matchup. His own specialty matchup. And there wasn't anything Ray could do about it at the end of the night. Same with Asa. So what does he have to prove to you? To any of the idiot fans in Tuckerman or to anybody. Just my point of view. Well, I'll tell you this, you know, hey, like they say, you know, if you, you know, you came in here, you want, you know, you wanted the big shots, so guess what? Now's the time to put your money where your mouth is. Granted, you got the win in the tag team match. You got the win in the tag team weapons match. Let's see if you can get the win one-on-one. And, and to be quite honest with you, I actually want to see the something. I actually want to see one-on-one Ray Ray versus Luke Justice. I really do want to see that because I'm, I'm, I like watching clashes of styles here. Let's see what Luke Justice can offer inside of a singles role because we already know what, what shows like Ray Ray can offer. Let's see can he really hit right hard? Can he really chop right hard? Can he really, really get inside of Ray so much that bottom line, he has no idea where he is? I will actually want to see this match. I think it'd be pretty good. I think it'd be good for our fans. I think it'd be good for 
ASWO. I think it'll be good for anybody that'll be watching. Why, Cornbread? Why do you want to see this matchup? Honestly, it would be a contest. But at the end of the day, we've already seen it. We already know the end result. It's age. Sometimes, sometimes age you have. Well, in this case, Mike, sometimes you have to test yourself against the best. And to me, anybody, any young shot, young gun, that runs, that walks into a company, runs their mouth as if they run the point. And they decide they want to make a challenge. Like they say, put up a shut up. And the reason why I want to see it because I love the clashing of styles. And whenever there's a clash of styles, like the saying goes, styles always make fights. And I really want to see, will we see a grounded version of the Suicide King? Or will we see a brawler version like we normally have? The risk-taking version. Let's just see him get it done one in the ring. One one in the ring. It's sportive. It's competition. What has ASWF always been known for? Top competition. What have we delivered every single time we're at the Valiant Arena? Top competition. We've delivered the best competition. And guess what? Those two one-on-one, hey, that would be awesome competition. I say do a one-on-one. And you know what? You pull off the upset, we won't call it an upset. We'll call it a victory. Cornbread, real quick, I want to jump in here. Ray's even getting yeah, in on this it. bat and trying to goad Luke Justice into this matchup. Ray, what does he have to prove? Like, you can feel free to call in 347-989-1171. What does he have to prove, Ray? He beat y'all in y'all's own match. He, he, took everything you could dish out right in this devil's playground. Everything. You hit him. You hit me with him. And at the end of the day, they still didn't stop. So what does he have left to prove, right? What does he have left to prove? And hopefully he's going to answer in the comment section before we get out of here, Cornbread, but that's what I want to know. What do these two young guns have to prove left to these fans? Well, I think, granted, how many how many teams have you defeated since you since you've been inside the since you've been with the company? How many teams? What one? Granted, there was three teams involved in that match, but you only pinned one team. There are so many other teams that you have to test yourself again, especially if you're going in tag team mode and if you're going to get a shot at the champions. You've got to test yourself. And even even in a one-on-one match, like, like with Suicide King and Luke Justice, if you don't test yourself, how can you get better? I mean, yeah, I would agree with that. I, I would agree with that statement, Cornbread. And on that note, we're going to go ahead and wrap things up, Cornbread. Uh, we're starting a new decade and a new year, counting down the days to ASWF Anniversary 21 this April. Go ahead and let these fans know your final thought heading into the first show of 2020. Well, all I can say is, is uh, for, for those of you watching, for those of you listening, 
listen, 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 listen good. Best you be there this Saturday. We're kicking off a granted, we're kicking off a new year. But we're kicking off a new decade. New horizons. We're kicking the year off in grand style. Pretty much, it, we're kicking it off to, by the way, we're setting the standard. We're setting the table for the rest, not only the rest of the year, but for the rest of the decade. So why don't you come join us at 201 Highway 367 North at the legendary Valley Arena in Tuckerman, Arkansas. Be there. We jump-started everything around 7 o'clock. Hey, doors open up at 5.30. It's only five bucks to get in. I think kids is what six and under in, in free, I believe. Six and but, under the little ankle biters are in for free. Yeah, come on, you cannot miss the first show of the new year. Better yet, the first show of a new decade, the vision decade, known as the twenty twenties. That should be there. You, you I'm. I mean, what else can we do? What else can we say? You're going to see top action, top notch action coming up this Saturday. You're going to see it. And the best way to see it live is for you to be there. 201 Highway 367 North. Of course, myself and Mike Cornell will be on the call. But, hey, you're going to have fun, great fun, great food, I mean, great everything. Just be there. We want you there. We need you there. Hey, it's going to be awesome. All we can say is make sure you're at the Valley Arena, the legendary Valley Arena in Tuckerman, Arkansas, this Saturday. Well, ASWF will be heading off into our brand-new horizon. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that'll be all for tonight. Uh, This is going to go ahead and – End out our first show for the brand new decade, the new year 2021, as we get ready to start on our journey to ASWF Anniversary 21. Uh, had a lot of amazing things to look forward to here going forward, and it looks like looks like Luke Justice may very well be working towards a one-on-one contest with Ray Ray. But, ladies and gentlemen, the only way you can see that is absolutely live in the Valley Arena, five, uh, 201 Highway 367 North. $5 to get in. Kids six and under are free. The absolute best value for entertainment inside of the state of Arkansas is right there at the Valley Arena. We will see you this Saturday night live at the show. Good night, everybody. You got on. When I get to the bottom, I go back to the top of the slide.